I used to really love granola until I started turning around the back of the package and looking at how much sugar was in it and also learning about how oats were affecting my digestive system, my guts. So I was really stoked when I found this brand, Wild Way. They make grain-free granola and they are committed to providing wholesome and nourishing food options that empower individuals to lead healthier, more vibrant lives while also respecting the environment. They are certified B Corp. They're 100% for the planet, plastic neutral and carbon neutral. They are also made from 100% real ingredients. There's no added sugars, preservatives, seed oils, or flavorings. It is just a wholesome blend of nuts, seeds, dried fruit, and spices. It's also soft and chewy snacking granola. So it's great for on the go. You can either like throw it on top of yogurt, you can throw it on top of a smoothie, or you can also just like take a handful of it and just you know, eat it straight out of the bag if you want. They have really delicious flavors. I was actually literally just snacking on the banana nut. I have it right in front of me right now. And the ingredients are so simple. It's dates, organic bananas, walnuts, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, cashews, pecans, coconut oil, cinnamon, sea salt, and vanilla bean. All ingredients that you recognize. It's all real food and their flavors are awesome. They have coconut cashew. They have apple cinnamon, dark cinnamon, sea salt, peach, pecan. Can you imagine on like a summer evening or even going into fall doing peach pecan with like a scoop of coconut ice cream? Oh my God. And vanilla bean espresso. So imagine having a bowl of that in the morning alongside your morning coffee. Not only is this a delicious granola, but it's also a company that we can wholeheartedly trust that is actually making food, like real food, that's healthy for us, that nourishes our bodies. You know, I get asked often, how can we as people make an impact on our food industry? And one of the ways that we can do that is by supporting companies and brands that are actually doing right by the people. And this is one of those brands. So if you guys wanna check them out, go to wildwayoflife.com and use code realfoodology and you are gonna get 20% off. Again, that's wildwayoflife.com, code realfoodology. Do you drink filtered water? Hopefully you do. And hopefully by now you know that tap water is loaded with all sorts of pharmaceutical drugs, pesticides, heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, etc. But what I'm here to talk to you about today is if you are filtering your water, you've got to make sure that you're replenishing the electrolytes and the minerals back in your water. One of the ways that I love to do this is with Element. It's spelled L-M-N-T. And by looking at the package, you may initially feel a little bit of a shock with the amount of sodium in there. But if you go back and listen to my episode with Dr. James Denick, who wrote a book called The Salt Fix, he talks all about how we, for the most part, are actually not getting enough salt. We forget that sodium is an imperative part of our fluid and electrolyte balance. We actually need sodium. It's imperative to have it in certain levels. And the majority of Americans are getting most of their salt from processed packaged foods and fast foods and from eating out. So if you are not eating out a lot, which hopefully you're not, but that's a discussion for another day, most likely you're probably actually not getting enough salt. So this is one thing that I love about Element is it has a really high sodium level and then it also has potassium and magnesium in there. So it's replenishing your electrolytes. Also, I love the saltiness of it. There's a couple different flavors that I love the most. The grapefruit is hands down my favorite. I also really love the raspberry and the watermelon. And if you're concerned about the natural flavors, they also just have a raw unflavored as well that has no flavors in it. It just has the sodium, potassium, and magnesium in there. Element gave me a deal to share with you guys, which I love them so much for this. If you guys go to drinkelement.com slash realfoodology, that's D-R-I-N-K, lmnt.com slash realfoodology. You're going to get a free sample pack after you make a purchase. So you get one packet of every flavor so you can try all the different flavors and then see which one you like the best. So again, that is drinkelement.com slash realfoodology. Element is spelled L-M-N-T. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. It is just me today, your host, Courtney Swan. I'm flying solo. We're riding solo today. I periodically get the motivation to do a solo podcast. One, because you guys will write me and say that you have been enjoying the solo podcast that I've been doing, which I really appreciate your feedback. And sometimes I notice a trend on Instagram in my DMs of people asking me certain questions. 
or sometimes I'm just feeling in the mood to share. So the other day on my Instagram, I shared a post from Carnivore Aurelius. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you probably have seen his account, maybe follow him or her. I don't know. There's speculation that it might be a woman behind the account. I don't know that I believe that, but it's a rumor. They posted something about people doing, quote unquote, the work on themselves. And then I shared in my stories all the work that I've done that's helped me a lot over the years. And I figured I would dive into that today because I, a lot of, I got a lot of questions and I shared a lot of the stuff, the modalities that I've been doing to heal myself really. Um, and it's been quite the journey of self-love and coming back to myself really, if I'm being honest. If you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably know the story of my childhood trauma. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because this episode is meant to share with you my healing journey. And the reason I'm sharing this is if you are dealing with something and you're not really sure where to turn to, maybe this will give you, maybe this will illuminate some light in those dark places and give you some ideas on what maybe, like maybe this will resonate with you and and um, hopefully you can maybe find healing through some of the modalities that I have. So when I was eight years old, my little sister got hit by a car um, riding her bike down a hill a block away from my house. And I was the first person on the scene to witness it. I did not see the actual accident. Um, You know, it's funny. Some days it is, um, I've told the story so many times that some days I can get through it as if it didn't happen. And sometimes it affects me emotionally, you know? Um, I mean, it was, it was the single most horrifying thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. Um, I did not witness it, but I was the first person on the scene because we heard an ambulance drive by my house and my mom wanted to make a phone call to the house where my little sister was riding her bike from and she asked me to run down the street, not actually thinking that it had to do with my sister. Um, And I saw them lifting her into the ambulance um, and at that point dropped to my knees. And I don't remember a lot of that year of my life. Um, I don't remember the funeral. I remember saying goodbye to her in the hospital. She sadly passed away. And yeah, that was a capital T trauma. Um, And then unfortunately, I also lost my little brother at the age of 21. We don't have too much information as to what happened. Um, There is speculation that it was vaccine injury, but we don't have any conclusive evidence um, because oftentimes it is hard to actually um, make a claim for that. But he was born completely healthy and then something happened neurologically and he could never walk, could never talk, could never hold up his head. And he sadly passed away when he was 11, 11 or 12. I believe he was 11. So I've dealt with a lot of grief in my life. And I, being the personality that I am, we all deal with things differently. I had convinced myself that I was fine, that I had dealt with it, that it was a part of my story, that I was fine. I would tell everyone, I was fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. That's always my story. And it was really interesting. I had a friend tell me a couple of years ago, um, when I was sharing with her a psilocybin journey that I had that was incredibly healing and mid telling her the story, she stops me and she goes, Courtney, I just have to tell you this. She goes, it's really incredible to hear you tell this in this way, because in all the years that we've been friends and that I've heard you tell, retell the story of your sister passing away, I noticed that you were always telling the story as if it was someone else's story, that it wasn't yours basically indicating that I was so detached from what had happened to me that I didn't even fully understand what had happened to me. You know, when you think about it, I mean, when you're eight years old, you are just barely figuring life out, you know? And you have grieving parents who have no idea what to do over the loss of their child. They are trying their absolute best to help me, but also distraught, as you can imagine. And 
I didn't, I was given no tools on, you know, how to, how to work through this. Um, no one really talked to me about it because we were all traumatized and, you know, I, I was put in therapy and the therapist, you know, didn't really ask me or like require me to talk about it. And I've said this now in my adult life that I'm very frustrated that the first therapist that I had when I was eight, I would go in there and we'd play with toys and, you know, she'd be like, are you ready to talk about it? Do you want to talk about it? And I would just go, nope. She wouldn't push. She wouldn't pry. She wouldn't ask any questions. And I realized looking back, at least for me and my personality, I needed someone to ask me very pointed questions because I had no idea what was going on. Um, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, And like I said, I harbor no resentment to my parents or anyone that was in my life during that time, because I know that we were all just trying our best. We were literally just trying to survive through this crazy traumatic situation that just happened, you know? And, you know, I will say I attribute a lot of my resilience around this situation to my mom. And I'm planning on bringing my mom on and we're going to talk all about this. And she's also, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a long time, my biggest inspiration for eating healthy because she was very, very onto this or she was, she was onto this at a very early time. Um, when I was a kid, we weren't buying the processed foods. I wasn't really allowed to eat like McDonald's. I wasn't allowed to have sodas, you know, occasionally, but um, it was very, very sparingly. So anyways, back to my journey, but I am going to bring my mom on to talk about all of that, how she really got into nutrition, at, you know, such an early time and healthy eating. And then also I want to ask her about, you know, her mindset around all of this and how she survived losing two of her three kids. Ooh, I always get very emotional when I think about um, my parents around the loss, you know. Okay. Um, I'm going to share with you guys everything that helped me. So I mentioned earlier that I spent a long, a lot of my life after that convincing myself that I was fine. Um, it wasn't until I was in my twenties that I started having really like debilitating panic attacks. And I was also, um, dealing with a bit of like disassociative behavior. Um, meaning that if I was, if I got really stressed out, I would essentially leave my body, um, for lack of a better word. And I sought out therapy because I have always been, um, I don't, I've been like this forever. I think probably as, you know, an influence from my mom, but I knew I didn't want to be put on to medication. And I don't say this to shame anyone else. This is just my journey and I'm sharing my journey and my thoughts around it. I did not want to be put on any sort of medication because in my mind, it was just going to put a bandaid over it and numb me out instead of forcing me to face, face whatever it was that was coming up for me. So started going to therapy and therapy helped me immensely. I can't even tell you how much it helped me. I worked through the panic attacks. I stopped having the disassociative behavior, thank God, which again, like, I don't know how else to explain it other than I would essentially, it felt so unsafe and scary to be in my body that I would just like mentally check out. And the interesting thing is I remember when I was really at the height of my panic attacks and the disassociation, I would ask my boyfriend, like, can you tell, like, you know, like for example, like we'd go to a party or something and I'd come home and I'd be like, man, I was real, like, I was like verge of having a panic attack. And he was like, oh my God, I, I couldn't even tell. So it was very much an internal struggle that I was dealing with that very, very few people knew about. Um, anyway, so talk therapy immensely helped or very, very much helped me with that. Um, and I was given these tools on how to figure out how to get out of these panic attacks when I felt them coming on. And then also was given tools, um, how to not leave my body anymore. And essentially my therapist taught me how to be safe in my body. After that point, I went for probably another how old was I when I went in that first time? I don't remember exactly, but it probably would have been around 25 maybe. I 
then took a break from therapy for a while, thought I had figured it out. And at this point, I still am not aware of how much this trauma affected me. Even at that time, I did not fully wrap my brain around the fact that I had not dealt with all of this trauma. So um, let's fast forward to when I moved to LA and I had a really close girlfriend who was very vocal about going to therapy and it was really empowering. I think it's also really important and why I feel so passionate about talking about my journey and talking about all the things that I've done and, and really talking about therapy because I remember when this girlfriend would tell me, I I kind of felt like I, you know, many of us had this like stigma. Maybe you still do. I don't know. We're all in different varying journeys, you know, of, of all of this, of opening up ourselves and becoming less judgmental of, of whatever it is. And I remember I, I had been a little bit judgmental of myself going to therapy and I had this friend who was so open about it. Like she'd literally tell everyone, like we'd just be at a party and she'd be like, oh my God, I met with my therapist today and, you know, blah, 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 blah. This came up and I learned this and just like total strangers. And I was so, um, what's the word? I, I just was so taken back by that, it, that it, it made me passionate and want to share with more people because it took away all the shame around it. It took away this like stigma because why, like, why should we be ashamed about seeking out help? You know, like there, there's no shame in that. And God, if I've learned anything in life, life is so hard for everyone in varying degrees, you know? Like not everyone's gonna know what it's like to lose their their sister to a tragic accident, but like I can't compare my trauma or what I've been through to anyone else's, you know? we Life is hard, guys, like, and it's okay to seek out help. Um, it's why it's there. So, and we're all in this journey together and we're all suffering to, you know, in various degrees. So anyways, it was really amazing to normalize it. And um, so around that time, I was like, you know what? I think I need to go back to therapy. So I seek out a therapist. I'm with this one therapist for like three years. She's amazing. Again, like really just helped me a lot with my anxiety, helped me to really see different perspectives on things. And she was really amazing. And then I hit this point where... I felt like we had done all the work that we could have done together because at the, around this time, I had started learning about something called EMDR. Okay, I'm going to try my best to describe what EMDR therapy is. If I get it wrong, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. So I found this therapist that does EMDR and um, I ended up leaving my the first LA therapist that I had who was amazing, you know, broke up with her and for no other reason than honestly that I wanted to seek out EMDR. I was just feeling like I needed a different modality. And EMDR is called eye movement desensitization, or that's what EMDR stands for. And essentially what it is, is it helps you rewire certain things in your brain that are super traumatic. And it doesn't necessarily, I've been told, it doesn't necessarily have to be something as insanely traumatic as I went through, like the death or like a you know crazy accident, death of a, a family member or something like that. Like it can be something that just in one way or another traumatized you. And essentially what you do is you do different, um, there's different ways of doing it. And essentially what you do is your therapist will have you focus on a specific memory, you know, the traumatic one. And then they'll they'll take you through these like side side to side eye movements. And it's hard to explain without showing you. So I would just encourage you guys to go look it up. I'm sure there's like YouTube videos or something that you can find. And there's like different ways that you can do this. Sometimes they'll do bilateral beats and they'll go back and forth in the headphones. There's also some tapping that you can do. And for me and my therapist, we did the the eye movements and then we also did some of the tapping. And essentially what this does is that it engages both sides of your brain. It's something called bilateral stimulation. I just looked this up. And what it helps you do is essentially rewire that memory in your brain to not be as traumatic as it was or as it like sits in your brain currently. So for someone like me who went through what I went through with my little sister, I mean, guys, this was, I mean, it was honestly, it was life-changing for me. Absolutely life-changing. I did that for two or three years off and on. We would 
go back and forth between doing some EMDR and also just doing talk therapy because we would take weeks off sometimes because it's a lot. It, it really is emotionally a lot. Looking back, you know, going through that time, I realized that it was, it was very hard on my, on my soul, you know, cause you're, you're digging up really old memories, really bringing them to the surface. And I just had a lot of stuff coming up for me. I also, when I was with this therapist, decided to bring my parents in to therapy with me, to talk therapy. That was incredibly healing. I uh, started out with my dad. I just realized that, you know, because of this, because of what we went through growing up, we, we, we grieved very separately. And um, my, my sister's death really, really kind of tore us apart. And look, I would consider my parents and I to be pretty close, but we still, we were all just so traumatized as a family that in many ways it, um, it really splintered through our family, you know? So me realizing that decided to bring my parents into therapy because I was too scared to talk to them without someone there. And guys, if you have the ability to do this, oh my God, it is the most healing thing. It was so incredible. The things that my parents shared with me in therapy, I mean, I don't think we would have ever talked about the stuff that we did without going into therapy. It was beautiful. And I want to... Um, protect my parents' privacy. So that's all I'll say, but it was incredibly helpful and incredibly healing. And honestly, I'm probably going to do it again, just do it like periodically off and on, just kind of, you know, to make sure that we really strengthen our bond because our parents are precious, you know? Yeah. That's all I'll say about that. I'm always seeking ways to improve my fitness, boost my metabolism, and get that perfect glowing skin. I mean, aren't we all, right? Well, I've stumbled upon something truly amazing. It's called Armra Colostrum. Colostrum has been long regarded as a superfood that my mom actually got me on years ago because it's really good for the immune system. But then I found Armra Colostrum, and I am obsessed. It's not just a supplement. It's actually a whole food superfood. It's a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum. And if you're wondering what colostrum is, it's the first nutrition that we receive in life packed with over 200 essential nutrients. Since I started using it, my skin feels so vibrant and fresh. It's like I reactivated my hair growth and reduced the puffiness on my face. And I haven't gotten sick once since I started taking it. There are peer-reviewed studies that show that colostrum is more effective than the flu shot. Wild, right? Now here's the magic. Armor colostrum strengthens immunity, ignites metabolism, fortifies gut health, empowers fitness performance and recovery. It also helps with hair growth. I've shared this a bunch on my Instagram. Uh, I went in to see my hairdresser recently and he was pointing out all of the new hair growth that he was seeing. I definitely think it's from the colostrum because it's the only thing that I've changed. And it's sustainably sourced from grass-fed cows, which we love. I usually mix it with cold liquids. And my favorite thing right now is to mix the watermelon flavor with matcha. And then I add a little lemon electrolytes in there. It tastes like a watermelon lemonade. It's so refreshing and it's sugar-free. It's so good, especially in these hot summery days. But make sure you do not mix it with anything hot or sugary because that can affect those bioactive compounds. All right, so here's the great news for all you listeners out there. We've scored a special deal for you. Get 15% off your first order of Armra. Just go to tryarmra.com slash realfoodology and use the code realfoodology to get this offer. Again, that's tryarmra, T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash realfoodology to get on this offer. I hope you guys love it. Did you know that you may not be getting all of the beneficial probiotic bacteria from some of your favorite fermented foods? For example, kombucha, kimchi, sauerkraut. Unfortunately, a lot of these probiotics and the good bacteria in these foods don't always survive the trip to your gut. This is why in addition to eating those very healthy and nutritious foods, I also like to take a probiotic like seed. And the reason I really like seed is because unfortunately not all probiotics are created equal. A lot of probiotics on the shelf also do not actually make it to your gut. So it's incredibly important that you're getting a good high quality probiotic. Otherwise, those probiotics are gonna be burnt up in your stomach acid and never actually repopulate your colon. That bacteria has a lot of stuff it has to get through, digestive acids, bile salts, and enzymes. This is why I really like Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. It's nested in a capsule delivery technology that ensures precision entry through the small intestine to your colon. I love Seed. It is 
well-backed, scientifically studied. I also have a podcast with the founder if you guys want to go back and listen to that and hear about what makes seed truly stand out above the rest. Also, can we just talk about their packaging for a second? As someone who is really concerned about all the plastic in our landfill, I am so obsessed with their sustainable monthly refill system. They give you a glass jar and a little mini travel jar as well. And then every month you keep that jar and they send your new refillable supplements in a compostable bio-based pouch that you pour into that jar. And this paper is made from algae that would otherwise damage fragile marine ecosystems. So all around, you can feel really good about purchasing seed probiotics because you are also helping to offset all the plastic and all the waste that we have in our landfills. So if you guys want to try seed probiotics today, please go to seed.com slash realfoodology and use code realfoodology to redeem 30% off your first month of Seed's DSNO1 Daily Symbiotic. Again, that's Seed, S-E-E-D.com slash Real Foodology, and make sure to use code Real Foodology. So around this time, I was also starting to get into the psilocybin research. Psilocybin is also known as magic mushrooms. You know, those mushrooms that made everyone all wacky in the 70s. Yeah, so if you are not aware of what has been going on and you've been living under a rock, there has been a lot of studies coming out recently specifically about psilocybin and its effects on the brain and how it can help people potentially with depression, anxiety, PTSD, all sorts of mental issues. So actually Michael Pollan wrote a book about this incredible book, How to Change Your Mind. And he dove into the science about this. And the research is absolutely incredible that's coming out. I'm also just, I'm all for medicine of the earth. And you know, what more, how more earthy can you get than psilocybin, you know? So I was always very terrified of doing any sort of drug. I did not try anything until I was like 34 probably because I was a product of D.A.R.E., I was a dare kid in the 90s and it scared the shit out of me. So I did not do anything um, until all this research started coming out. And I was like, you know what? These mushrooms, they sound kind of cool. I'm going to try them out. I had a one session in particular that was so incredibly healing. Um, So I have done both guided psilocybin journeys, as they call them, where you have someone who guides you through it in a professional setting. And then I've also done some with friends. And I will say that there was one in particular that was very life-changing for me and helped me realize a lot. So I will spare you all the details just to keep some of it sacred. But I will say what was so beautiful about this particular one, I was with a friend and I ate some. Actually, to be honest, it's so funny looking back. I think my intuition knew that we were going to address <laughs> this trauma. I don't know how. I don't know how to explain it, but it was just the wildest thing. But I didn't know. I didn't go into it being like, "All right, let's heal some trauma." But that's what's really cool about mushrooms is that they really show you what you need to look at. A friend of mine and I ate some. I ate a significant more amount than he did because, again, I think I was literally being guided. It was the most bizarre thing because it was out out of character for me to eat as much as I did. And he suggested that we watch this show, which I'm forgetting what it's called right now. I'm going to Google it. If you guys know who Duncan Trussell is, he's this amazing comedian and he has a podcast and he wrote this show called, I'm still Googling it. Bear with me here. It's called The Midnight Gospel. It's a very strange show, but it really has some gems of wisdom in there. And there was this one episode that my friend was like, hey, we should, or he was like, we should watch Midnight Gospel. Have you ever seen it? And I was like, what is this? And it's like cartoon, just like takes you, I mean, it's like what you would think. It's like how movies depict a mushroom journey. (laughs) It was wild. We watched this one episode. I was so drawn. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. It was like talking about meditation and like, just life in the universe. And it was really landing with me. And there was another episode we're scrolling after that. I was like, oh my gosh, let's watch another one. By the way, guys, this is not my normal MO. Like if you don't know me personally, that this whole night I would say was just kind of out of character for me. Like I don't eat mushrooms and like watch 
like wild cartoons normally, but this is an important part of the story. So (laughs) there was this one episode we're scrolling through and we're looking and he, oh, I didn't, I didn't fully share the premise of the cartoon. He has a podcast and he took some, a couple of his podcasts and turned them into cartoons. And if you just pay attention to the cartoon, there's kind of a different storyline going on in the cartoon or versus if you listen to the podcast, because what he does is he has this like a, it's like a podcast interview, like one of my interviews that I would do with someone. And then he just put that sound over a cartoon and the cartoon doesn't really fully align necessarily with I don't want to say it doesn't fully, but you can literally go down two different paths. Like you can either watch the cartoon and it takes you on like a wild, weird, wacky storyline, or you can listen to the podcast and tune in. So anyways, it's an interesting show. I really like Duncan Trussell. Um, He has a lot of pretty profound things to say. Anyways, I'm getting off track as I always do. So this episode was about, he interviewed his mom. His mom was really sick and they knew that she didn't have a lot of time left. And they decided to talk about her, his birth story. So he asks his mom about the birth story. It is the most beautiful thing. I'm literally laughing, crying, loving this episode. And then it takes a turn. So he's, they're giggling about his birth story and his mom's talking about him as a kid and it's this beautiful story. And then they start talking about death. We didn't even make it through the end of the episode because I'm bawling at this point. And I look at my friend who I'd never told the story of my brother and my sister dying. And I just start bawling and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, this is hitting me really hard right now. I lost my brother and my sister. I'm very sensitive to death. He turns it off and he's like, do you want to talk about it? I, at that point, I'm like, oh, the mushrooms have like fully hit. I end up going to my parents' bathroom floor and sitting on the floor and absolutely sobbing. When I say I have never cried like this before, I have never cried like this before in my life. I am the type of person that is very scared to make other people uncomfortable. And if I was sober, I would have never cried like that in front of someone else. I think now I'm different and I would. In fact, I know because I've done a lot of work and healing around this. But at the time, the fact that I was crying in front of him was... I, I mean, I, but I couldn't hold it in. And I was looking at him going, are you okay? Are you okay? Can you handle this? Can you hold this right now? Because this is a lot and I don't, I can't hold it in. And he just sat there and hugged me for probably an hour or two and just let me sob it out. And I had this realization as I'm crying, I'm telling him the story And I was like, I looked at him and I said, I'm realizing right now I am, I don't know how old I was, 33, 34, let's say 33. I'm 33 years old. My sister died when I was eight. I have never cried, like really, really cried and like let it out until now because I was so worried about my parents. I was so scared. I was going to make them worried about me. I was so scared to show that emotion. And I think I was also scared to even face that. And this is the beautiful thing about psilocybin is that it allows you to put down those walls and face the things that you need to face without any judgment, without any concern that you're going to, you know, be too much for someone else. Or also it has allowed me to, to face all these really scary feelings of grief that I was so terrified of even looking at that I didn't even let myself have that grief because it was really scary and it was really heavy. But the most beautiful thing happened. I physically felt a weight lifted off of my chest. And as I was telling my friend what had happened with my little sister, I paused and I looked at him and I said, oh my God, I cannot believe the words that just came out of my mouth I feel like this is the first time that I'm hearing what I went through. And for someone who's not been through something really traumatic like that, you may not be able to fully grasp and understand what I'm saying. But when you're eight years old and your sister is essentially killed in front of you, you don't 
even understand what you went through and you don't even know how traumatic that is. And I mean, it's just wild. It, it fully blew my mind and it, it made, it made so much sense to me. Cause I was like, of course I don't understand what I went through. I was eight years old. Like I, I was fully traumatized and I'd never taken the time to sit down and be like, oh my God, this happened to me. This happened to me. This is wild. Um, yeah. So after that, I was like, I'm a full believer in psilocybin. Um, I think it can be an absolutely magical and wonderful drug when used correctly. Um, I also went through a guided journey, which, um, that one's very sacred to me and I'm, I'm not really going to share other than, um, I essentially went on a journey healing my inner child and forgiving my parents, forgiving myself for, hmm, what was I forgiving myself for? Maybe for not being compassionate with myself about everything that I went through. Um, I also, I feel like because of this trauma that I went through as a, as a child and not addressing it or recognizing it and really just going through life with this really deep grief and not understanding of what I fully went through, I was held back in many ways for a long time. Um, and I still feel as though I have a little tiny, little tiny judgment in the back of my head about that because um, I it took me a long time to get here, guys. It did. It took me a long time to um, face my fears, which was my uh, insane amount of grief that I was holding on to. Um, and just the the recognition of, of what I had truly been through. And in many ways it held me back. Um, I realize now looking back that I was a very traumatized kid guys. Um, I was very healthy in many ways and I, but I was also, um, very incredibly shy. I had crazy amounts of social anxiety and man, I went through a very long emo phase. <laughs> if any of my friends out there are into, um, it, or if you had like an emo alternative, like punk phase, I'm your, I'm your girl. Um, I went through a long phase of that. And, you know, guys, I say all of this with no judgment. Again, this is just me looking back in hindsight that, yeah, I, I was, I was pretty traumatized and I, I didn't know it. That's the thing. I didn't know it. I thought I was okay. And you know, and it is okay that I was traumatized. And that's been a lot of my work too, is just having compassion for the fact that like, yeah, I'm, I'm behind or mm, I don't want to say that, but I felt like I, I was kind of behind, you know, everyone else my age going after certain things that they wanted and, you know, doing certain things. And I was really holding myself back but I didn't even know it, if that makes sense. And that's all I'll really say because um, it's all I really feel like sharing. But, you know, a lot of my work has been um, compassion for what I went through and acknowledging that that was not normal. That was crazy. But also, 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 it does not give me an excuse to be a victim of it either. And I will say that is one thing that my mom was really, really good at instilling in me at a very young age. Thank God I never let this make me out to be a victim. I never held it as this like badge of honor, like, oh, I'm just, you know, effed up because I went through this crazy trauma. No, I went the other route where I was just like, you know what? This is my story and it's really sad, but like, it is what it is. And you have two choices. In fact, after my little brother died, my mom sat me down and she goes, Courtney, you have two choices in this matter. You can become bitter or you can become better. And I chose to become better because 
what is a life to live when you're just bitter and pointing fingers at everyone else? Because look, I said this earlier, we all have our varying degrees of suffering in life. It is just a reality of being a human on this planet. And we can never imagine what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes and we can never compare. I would never compare what I went through to what someone else is going through, has gone through. Because at the end of the day, pain is pain, right? And how how can we, you know, like how can we judge judge that in other people? So what I realized is that it comes back to personal responsibility because it's not my fault that this happened to me, but it's also not anyone else's fault. I mean, I guess, you know, if I really wanted to become bitter, I could blame the person who accidentally hit my sister, but he was absolutely devastated, probably traumatized for the rest of his life. Devastated. Can you imagine living with that, like what he went through? So I have nothing but compassion for that person because they were also a victim in their own way, you know, of that. And it was not their fault. And I just decided that, you know, even though this happened to me and it's unfair, life is unfair sometimes, guys. And there's no rhyme or reason. And we can't, I mean, we can choose to become a victim or we can say, you know what? This happened to me and it's not my fault, but it is my responsibility to deal with it. Because if I don't deal with it, I'm going to make it everyone else's problem in my life. And that's the last thing I want to do. So that was a lot of also why I was going down these different modalities of therapy and psilocybin and doing all this different stuff. So a couple of years ago, I discovered to be magnetic and hopefully you listening, you've heard of it. It was created by this woman, Lacey Phillips. I'm actually going to pull this up too, because I feel like I'm going to do a really bad job of describing what this is. Essentially in layman's terms, Lacey Phillips created this whole workshop of courses that you can sign up for. I pay like $18 a month or something for it to access. So it's, it's pretty accessible. She takes you through these guided meditations and they are, it's like this, okay, it's this unique manifestation process that's backed by neuroscience, psychology, EMDR, epigenetics, and energetics with a little spirituality sprinkled on top. That is from her website. The premise of all of her courses are raising your self-worth and stepping into your unique authenticity by reprogramming your subconscious limiting beliefs that you picked up during childhood and throughout your life. To Be Magnetic has been pretty profound for me. There are different courses you can do. You can actually, oh, and I didn't say, so you can just buy like one of the courses. You can also pay for the whole package, which is what I did. And you can go through all of them and there's different ones based on what you are struggling with. So there's one for money um, and like learning to be in an abundant mindset. There's one about healing your inner child, which is what I did. There's another one for love, healing your relationship with love. And what, what's really interesting is when you start doing this kind of work, you start seeing this patterning of why you are the way you are based on how you grew up, your relationship with your parents, relationships that you've had with significant others in your life. And a lot of it really does come down to your first relationships, which was with your parents and a lot of what you picked up during childhood. But basically the premise of this, of her entire work is you get to the bottom of where these limiting beliefs come from. Limiting beliefs are things that hold you back from your full potential. And by shedding light on why you have these limiting beliefs and you do a little bit more work around it and you know this kind of neuroscience manifestations to rewire your brain around it, then you can rebuild those limiting beliefs and change them to be something more positive. So like, for example, if you have like an abandonment wound and you go through and you reprogram and you change your thinking around instead of thinking, you know, everyone I date abandons me, you can rewire it to I'm abundant in love and I'm not being abandoned and 
it's hard to explain if you haven't been through it. So I highly recommend if you have not done it. I'm such a huge fan of of all of her work. I also I would recommend going and listening to the podcast. That's where I got started is I started listening to the Be Magnetic podcast and it blew me away. So that really helped me a lot. And I also got introduced to breath work. There is a company called Open. They have a studio here in LA and I, I go to their classes periodically. Or they also have an app where you can do breath work or guided meditations. They have one every morning. That's just like a little 10 minute guided meditation that full transparency, I haven't done it in a month or two, but I was on a pretty awesome track for a while. They're doing one a morning and it's 10 minutes and it's a really great way to start your day. So that's another great modality that has helped me a lot. Another one I've done, which might be slightly more controversial, but hey, we are in the we're in the truth circle right now, truth corner, ketamine therapy. So I have had a ketamine therapy or sorry, ketamine therapist on the podcast. If you guys want to go back and listen, I've also talked a little bit about my experience there. When I say ketamine therapy, I'm not talking about like <laughs> the street drug. Obviously it's the same thing, but I personally would never touch that. I'm terrified of fentanyl and everything happening in our country right now with drugs, but that's all I'll say about that. But ketamine therapy is done in, in different ways now. So there's a company called WonderMed where they they uh, hook you up with a licensed practitioner and a nurse and you sign out, you sign a bunch of forms, you have a consultation, and then they send you ketamine lozenges in the mail through a prescription. And that is the only time I would ever do it is through a prescription because it comes from a compounded pharmacy. And then they guide you through meditations while you take ketamine. And it's pretty profound. It has a very similar effect that psilocybin does on the neural pathways of the brain, which is really cool. Ketamine has also been studied pretty heavily and so has MDMA. We're not talking about MDMA today, but they have been studying psilocybin, ketamine, and MDMA and the effects on the brain and the neural pathways of the brain, which is what made me get interested in doing ketamine therapy. So the guided meditations and the journal prompting and then taking the ketamine really helps you to hone in on your subconscious. So there is that company WonderMed, and I believe that there might be some other companies that will send out prescription ketamine lozenges to you. Um, it's under the supervision of a doctor and a nurse, and it's through a pharmacy, so it's all supervised. But what I when I first heard about ketamine therapy, it was actually through a girlfriend who was going through a divorce, and her and her husband both were going to a ketamine therapy clinic here in LA, which is such an amazing thing that they have here. And I know they're popping up everywhere, so I know that they they definitely exist outside of LA as well, but. It basically what it is, is it is a center that you can go to that has doctors, nurses, therapists on staff, and they give you your own private room. They give you a IV or sometimes a subcutaneous injection, one or the other of ketamine that sends you on a ketamine journey. And then they have a therapist come in afterwards and talk to you about what came up for you. So there's this processing that you have afterwards of everything and you know you can journal it and write it down and, and all that. And what I really like about these clinics is um, they also have you know staff on hand in case you have a freak out or like something goes wrong, God forbid. I've never heard of anything going wrong. So I wouldn't worry about that too much, but it is nice to have that comfort if, you know, like my, my girlfriend loved that if there was ever a time that she was having a really tough time, just like in you know, under the ketamine, she, all she'd have to do is like raise her hand and someone would come in and they could pull her right out of it because they had some sort of drug that could just like bring, you know, get it out of your system pretty quickly, bring you out of the, the ketamine journey. So definitely something to look into. Like I said, there's been a lot of research. If you have any sort of judgment around this, I highly encourage you, one, to look up all of the research that's coming out right now. There's a company called MAPS that's doing a lot of research on all this, on all these drugs right now. And also look up Michael Pollan and his book. It's called How to Change Your Mind. And if you guys don't know who this guy is, he's literally my dad's age. I think he's like 70. And he decided to look into all the research of psilocybin. He looks into psychedelics in general, but a lot of it 
um, is around psilocybin specifically, but he takes you on a journey in the book about all the different drugs that he tries that that have all this ancient wisdom and science to back it up. And it's really cool. It's really fascinating. And it really changes your mind a lot around, um, around these drugs and how much they can really be used as medicine for, for humans to help us heal. I want to take a second to talk about some of my favorite Organifi products and why I love them. When I first started getting into health, I was an avid juicer. I was buying fresh veggies every couple days and wearing out my juicer and also wearing out myself by trying to constantly juice vegetable juices because I wanted to flood my body with all of the nutrients, the phytonutrients that you get from green juices. But after a while, I was like, I cannot keep doing this every day and also maintain my job, maintain my social life and everything else. But I really wanted to make sure that I had a good high quality green juice that was organic. And I knew that I could trust came from a good source. So when I discovered Organifi, I was so happy. They not only have a green juice, but they also have a red juice. And I really like to mix them together because it really helps with the flavor profile. And you're not only getting all of the green phytonutrients from the green juice, but you're also getting all the antioxidants from the red juice. So it's like a win-win situation. I also really love their chocolate gold. It's their low sugar hot chocolate mix. And it's loaded with ingredients like lemon balm, turkey tail, magnesium chloride, and reishi. Oh, there's also turmeric in there as well. So it really helps to calm down your nervous system before bed and it really makes me sleepy. It also helps with digestion because you have the turmeric in there, you have cinnamon, you have ginger, black pepper. So it's helping with digestion and inflammation. I'm a really big fan of this. You can also put it in your coffee in the morning and it kind of helps to balance out the jitters that you might get from your morning coffee. And then another product that I'm really loving and taking every single day is their liver reset. Modern living is incredibly taxing on our liver. Like just existing is hard on our liver because we are constantly being inundated with pesticides, heavy metals, environmental toxins, not to mention if we drink alcohol, that's also going to put a strain on our liver. So I think it's incredibly important that we take something every single day to support our liver health. This product has triphala in it. It also has dandelion, milk thistle, and artichoke choke extract, which all have been scientifically backed and proven to provide protection for the liver. And then of course, the most important part about Organifi products is that they are all organic and they go a step further by guaranteeing that they are glyphosate residue free. Glyphosate is a known herbicide that is sprayed on a lot of our crops these days. It's also sneaking into organic foods and it is a known carcinogen. So it's incredibly important to make sure that we limit our exposure as much as possible to glyphosate. If you guys want to try any of the Organifi products and get 20% off, go to Organifi.com slash Real Foodology. You're going to see all of my favorite products in that store and you're also going to get 20% off. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash real foodology. You know, all of this that I have been talking about, there's been kind of this common thread in the conversation. I mean, there's been a couple, but one I would like to point out is your subconscious operating without you even knowing. And that is what has been really amazing for me personally about psilocybin. Even the EMDR has helped with this as well. The ketamine therapy and the to be magnetic courses They've all helped to bring to the surface things that were in my subconscious that I was not aware was there. And when you bring light to these things in your subconscious, you start to realize, you can start pointing these out and you can start changing these patterns. And when they come up, you can go, oh, we're doing that thing again. We're going to reroute that. And it's cool because you bring an awareness around something that was before just fully on autopilot. And it allows you to have that autonomy over your experience and over your life. It's like you're taking your power back again. It's what I was saying earlier, where you are no longer in this victim mode of like, why is this happening to me? And you you find yourself empowered because you're like, oh, okay. And then you also have compassion because you're like, I know why I'm doing this thing. It's because I went through this thing when I was a kid or my parents didn't show the love that I needed at the time to me. And so I'm doing this thing because what I really want is love. It's so incredible, guys. And I can't tell you how life-changing all this work has been for me. And if you are very early on in your journey, and I would consider if you're even listening to this episode, if you've made it this far, that you are on your journey right now, 
even if it feels like you haven't started it yet, just even being curious is one of the first steps. I mean, that was the first step for me. It was like, hmm, why am I like this? And why do I keep suffering? And why do I, why, what role am I playing in my suffering in life? And when I'm saying journey right now, I'm, I'm saying like healing journey is what I'm talking about. Um, basically what I'm saying is if you are in the beginning stages of trying to, I guess for lack of a better word, quote unquote, do the work on yourself, try not to get discouraged. I have been doing this for a long time. Like this is a long process and it's, you know, it's that classic metaphor that's used all the time. It's like peeling back the layers of an onion. You know, you peel back one and then you realize, oh my gosh, there's another layer under here. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of layers under here. It's definitely a journey and I don't want people to get discouraged and think like, oh my God, I have so much now that I have to do. Just start with one thing at a time that interests you, you know, and let let it slowly unfold naturally. And, you know, I found all of this different stuff along the way as I think, I think it was presented to me when I was ready to face all of this stuff. And by the way, I sit here telling you guys, know, knowing very full and well that this will be a healing journey for the rest of my life. Like I'm not sitting here being like, I'm healed, I'm done. Guys, this is the finish line. Come come hither. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm I feel like I'm just getting started. And I think this will be a lifetime journey. I hope because my hope is to always be um desiring to better myself and growing. I think growth is a very necessary and important part of life. Um yeah, I just wanted to share my part of the part of my story and where I'm at now because, you know, I mentioned earlier that I didn't realize I was going through my childhood and, and my teens and my early 20s as a traumatized person. Um, I did not realize the full extent of healing that I really needed to find. And as a result, I suffered a lot. I suffered a lot. And, you know, it's all part of my story. It's all part of my journey. I, I really believe we have to, we have to get so sick of ourselves and our bullshit that we start seeking ways to get out of, out of our bullshit. And that's what happened to me. I got so sick of my own bullshit. I was like, oh man, this shit stinks. I got to do something about this. What can I do? You know, and then just started digging. I was like, okay, therapy, great. EMDR, great. What else have you got for me? What else can I do? And um, it's been a journey for sure. I think the last piece that I will say is one of the hardest parts of this healing journey for me has been to be really honest with myself about how I've held myself back. And this comes back to also while feeling that and feeling a little bit bummed and maybe a little bit of shame about holding myself back. I also have a lot of compassion for myself because I'm like, Courtney, you went through a lot. It's okay. It was like normal. It's very normal to have been traumatized after something crazy like that. I had to take real responsibility for the role I've played in my own suffering. And that doesn't mean that I don't have compassion for for what I went through, because I do. I, I think that you can hold all these feelings at the same time. Being honest with myself, being like, Court, you can't keep doing this. You know, like you went through something real crazy and it was a lot and it was and it was really hard and it was scary and it was traumatizing. And at the same time, we can have compassion for that. And and I do, and I have compassion for knowing that, man, I went through something crazy. And also I can no longer allow this to um, hold me back and to keep me traumatized because now that I'm aware of it, that's the beautiful thing is once you bring these things out of the subconscious and you make them aware to you, that's where the real healing comes because then you can say, oh, okay, like I know where this is coming from. And I already said that, but I just think it's important to reiterate. So, well, that was a really heavy, heavy episode. You know what, guys? I want to take a second to read 
the thing that I posted from Carnivore Aurelius because I think it was actually really beautiful. I want to make sure I'm giving him credit for this or her again. Um, Carnivore Aurelius wrote this on Instagram and I'm going to read it. Shout out to everyone here doing the work on themselves. We've all inherited so much shit from our parents and grandparents' generations. Repressed emotions, absent, absent parents, lack of love, seed oils, BPA, heavy metals. Basically the last 50 years, everyone has been so incredibly asleep because externally everything was going quite smoothly. However, the last 10 years, all of that has changed. And finally, the buck meets the road with us all. It's fucking hard to get healthy and happier. It's painful. It's challenging. It forces you to confront all your crap. And that's why they didn't do it before us. The way we create a more beautiful world isn't by screaming at others to change. It's by taking the steps each and every day to become the best versions of ourselves, to run towards the pain and fear instead of away from it. Makes me incredibly optimistic seeing how many people are willing to do so. I just love that so much. It's so beautiful. And it's such a great reminder that as we are all so concerned, what can we do about the divisiveness in this country? And, you know, it feels like everyone hates each other and they're screaming at each other and everyone's getting in fights online and whatever. But it's such a great reminder that the best way that we can heal all of that is by healing ourselves first. And by doing that, we encourage the people around us because they look at you and they're going, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Your energy feels different. You look more vibrant. You seem happier. And then it encourages them encourages them to want to do the same. And as we all individually heal and get healthier mentally, physically, and happier, we collectively become healthier and happier. So, oh, I didn't even mention this. This is the very last thing and then I'm, I'm really going to go. This was a really big part of my my overall health journey as well. I got very into food and health when I was younger because I was, looking back, I think it was because I wanted to know how to keep myself and my family healthy because I'm, I was so terrified of, of losing my parents and I didn't want to die young. And so I, I started on this journey of really unpacking and understanding nutrition because it was a way to ensure at least some some of the control around being able to live longer and same with my parents you know and i realized along my journey as i started unpacking all the emotional trauma of everything that healthy is not just about what you put in your body and on your body it's also your your mental state too. It's also your, um, your brain and your emotions. So if you have all these repressed emotions and this trauma that you're carrying around, you're not going to, you're only going to be able to find so much healing until you're able to figure out how to deal with that too. So basically this episode was a really long winded way of me saying why I got into nutrition and why I'm in the field I'm in and why I care so much. It's why I, want to go after the food industry, the corruptness of it and why I'm so passionate about it because I get so incredibly sad. I mean, guys, I I literally like, this is embarrassing to admit. I cry sometimes alone at night um, thinking about what is happening in this country right now and how so many people don't have access to healthy food, healthy organic food, food that's not sprayed with deadly pesticides. Um, and also how so many people are so incredibly confused on what it means to be healthy. And then you look at this recent report that just came out about how the food industry is paying dietitians to confuse the public even more and tell them the processed food is fine in moderation. And in fact, it's quote unquote healthy. I literally cry about this stuff sometimes because it just breaks my heart because I know what it's like to lose a family member and look, I know it's the reality of life. We're all going to lose our family members and we're all going to lose the people we love the most. And it's a devastating thing to wrap your brain around. But it's even more devastating to know that when it comes to our food and our food landscape, this is something that we do have a lot of control over. And this is something that we can avoid. We can't avoid freak accidents. We can't. But we can avoid the awful food-like products that are also destroying our health and leading to early death. So, okay, I'm gonna leave you guys with that. I hope you guys liked the episode. Um, Write me and let me know how you felt about it. 
I'm feeling very raw and vulnerable right now, but I'm very happy that I shared it because now you guys understand a little bit more about me and my why and why I started all of this in the first place and what my motivation is behind it all. So anyways, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. If you liked the episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let me know. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. The theme song is called Heaven by the amazing singer Georgie. Georgie is spelled with a J. For more amazing podcasts produced by my team, go to resonantmediagroup.com. I love you guys so much. See you next week. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and doesn't constitute a provider-patient relationship. I am a nutritionist, but I am not your nutritionist. As always, talk to your doctor or your health team first. Do you suffer from IBS or other digestive issues? Are you looking for a new podcast to listen to? From the producer of the Real Foodology podcast comes the all-new health and nutrition podcast, Digest This, hosted by Bethany Ugardi. You may know Bethany as the face of the popular Instagram page, Lil Sipper, or you may have even read her book. Now you can find her wherever you get your podcasts. On Digest This, Bethany examines topics such as gut health, nutrition, the food industry, and highlights specific ingredients that can be beneficial or harmful to your gut health. She also explores non-toxic options in beauty, home, and cooking essentials. If it has to do with your health, Digest This is talking about it. Each episode features an interview with health experts, doctors, and wellness advocates and delivers you information that is, well, easy to digest. Bethany also delivers a weekly segment every episode called Bite of Knowledge, where she highlights an ingredient commonly used in food, skincare, household cleaning, you name it, and gives you the lowdown on the benefits or dangers that ingredient might have in your everyday life. From Botox, potassium, olive oil, and magnesium, all the way to those ingredients you can barely pronounce on the back of your cereal boxes, Bethany has you covered. There's a reason why it debuted at number two on Apple Podcast Nutrition Charts, Check out Digest This on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Monday and Wednesday. Produced by Drake Peterson and Resonant Media.